You are you glad you're part of the family of God? It's important to be part of a body of Christ. We need each other. We draw from each other. We draw strength from each other. We draw faith from each other. We draw joy from each other. The peace of God. And we pray for one another. And we stand with one another. That's what family does. And you know what? Even though we may not be... Well, I'm not going to say we're not blood relatives. We are blood relatives through the blood of Jesus. Uh-huh. Amen. We're all part of the family of God. But, you know, it, it, it's just so good to be part and connected to a body of believers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we need each other. We need the body of Christ. Yes. Listen, I, I know there's a lot of people that that, that are not serving God and not in church <coughs> regularly. I should say, yeah. I don't know what their status is, but they're not regularly. But you know what? They're missing out on something. They're missing out on the body of Christ. We supply for each other. Where you lack, the other one picks it up and we pray for one another. And that, anyway, that's that's what God does. Amen? So we're so thankful and thankful that we're celebrating, getting ready to celebrate the beginning of another year. (laughs) Amen. And we're going to believe God. Of course, we got hit by this pandemic this year. Everybody (laughs) did around the nation, around the world, as a matter of fact. But, you know, we, we, it hit us and caught a lot of us off guard and, <laughs> and everything. But, but you know what? We have made it. We're going forward. And uh, uh, we're, we're still going to try to comply with what uh, our, our governor wants us to do to keep people safe. We want everybody to be safe. Yes. We've had people uh, that's been uh, close to our body and part of our body, uh, Jeremy and Stacy and Annabelle. Uh, they all contracted, uh, contacted, and got in contact, and somehow they got the virus. Uh, but Annabelle, before she shot up, got over it really quick. Uh, Jeremy, uh, Stacy got over it, but Jeremy's having a little, he got some pneumonia with it. And uh, what was bad, he went to Denton, or I mean, Kenny, to the emergency room. They didn't have room for him. <laughs> they treated him and just sent him home. They had dosed no room, you know. But anyway, he's doing good. We talked to him regularly. And he's doing good. That's why you haven't seen him and Annabelle here and, and everything because uh, they've been battling and and, uh, and also trying to distance themselves so that they don't let anybody else get anything. Amen. Amen. But anyway, we, we thank God for that. But listen, this is Christmas. I mean, I, I, I don't know about you, but I love Christmas time. Amen. Because Christmas time is a time of celebrating the birth of Christ. Now we celebrate the resurrection on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. Amen? Yeah. We celebrate. He did rise again. Praise God. Amen. Death couldn't hold him down. But the birth is important. I, I tell you, when the birth happened, there was a miracle that took place. Yeah. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning, the miracle of Christmas. I, I'll tell you what. I did a post here not long ago, several years ago, as a matter of fact, I think, uh, on Facebook, and I was talking yeah. about the miracle of Christmas. You know, this is a time for God to heal, to mend relationships, for God to bring love and restore love back to the to the home and, and, and restore peace back in the homes. And this is just a time for that a miracle can take place yeah. as we celebrate the birth of Jesus yeah. and thank God for the birth. If it wasn't for the birth, we wouldn't have the death. If it wasn't for the death, we wouldn't have the resurrection. If we wouldn't have the resurrection, we wouldn't have anything. But thank God, all of these things are important. And God spoke of these things in the Word. Yeah. Throughout the Old Testament, He referred to the seed of the woman. 
in Genesis, the third chapter, as a matter of fact, is the first mention of the seed of the woman that was going to bruise the devil's head and, and defeat him permanently. And, and all of that, it was the, and who was the seed of the woman? It wasn't the natural born children. It was the seed that came down in Jesus Christ, yeah. the Son of the living God. Amen. Amen. That was the seed that did it. But Isaiah 9, verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born. Yeah. A son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Yes. All of those names. He's Jesus Christ, the yeah. Son of the Living God. Yeah. Amen. Emmanuel, God with us. But yet, He's Wonderful, He's Counselor, He's the Mighty God, He's the Everlasting yeah. Father, and He's the Prince of Peace. Amen. And if you'll notice what it said there in Isaiah, He's the Mighty God and He's the Everlasting Father, because literally, God came down in the flesh to His Son, Jesus Christ. Yeah. The Spirit of God, that's Jesus, but the, the Son of the living God was born of God. He was in the beginning. Amen. But He had to come into the earth as a human being yeah. in order for us to receive what God had for us. So, so Christmas is up on us. And, and you know what? We need, to, we need to desire to recognize the presence of God during this season. Thank you, Lord. Don't let it just be a time of giving you Come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let it be a time of worship, a time of praise, a time of just glorifying God. Yes. You know, yeah, we had gifts for our daughter growing up and doing things like that. But you know what we did? We also emphasized the fact of what we were celebrating. Yeah. It Amen. was not just to get gifts. And there was times when we didn't really have the right. ability uh, or the, the, the funds to do what she wanted us to do. Yeah. I mean, those kids don't understand about money. Come on, come on. They think, you know, hey, Dad, I need a new car for my graduation, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, my dad got me a car. He helped me get one. I'm a boy. Back then, I wanted that 57 Chevy. Uh, Chevy was it in Calvin? Is that what it was? I mean, that streamlined one. Yeah. And I, I mean, that was, that's what I thought we should get. <laughs> and I went with him. Boy, I was excited as could be, brother. I, I couldn't wait to get to that car lot because I knew that my dad always bought good cars at this car lot, and I just knew they had my '57 red '57 Chevrolet. Uh, you know, so I mean, you know. And, and but then we got there, and he got me an old green '53 Bel Air four door, not even a hard top. <laughs> Six cylinder. Yep. <laughs> $295. And I said, well, that, that, there's a 57. He said, yeah, but look at the price tag on that. <laughs> he said, now, I know what you're making at the grocery store where you're working at Higby Yeah. <laughs> and he said, now, I, you can't make a payment on that one over there. But this one is 209 We can get you in this one for about $30 a month. Yeah. Wow. That's what but you know, I, I, I made that 53 Chevrolet Bel Air look good. It was green. Goofy green. Oh, no. I hope nobody has a green car here. No, it's all right. But this was a goofy green. And I mean, but I got me, I went down to the Pet Boys. Y'all remember Pet Boys? Yeah. Uh-huh. I got me some spinner hubcaps to put on that thing. 
Roy Lesnar for shining. And then we go, and all the, all, the high, all the school kids like to go down downtown Waco on Austin Avenue. That was called the drag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'd have their cars. And boy, some of them had those 57 Chevrolets. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I mean, they had those hard tops and, uh, you know, and air conditioned. Mine wasn't even air conditioned. Six, it was a stick shift, by the way. <laughs> on top of that, stick shift wasn't even automatic. You know, I had, uh, you know, and, 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 and that, that, we'd go down there in the summertime, you know, it was hot. And I had my cousin with me, and, and my brother with me, and my sister was with me, and, and I, we'd drive my little 53 Bel Air down Austin Avenue in the summertime. And everybody else had their windows down. You could hear the music going. And you know what? I said, we're just going to keep our windows up back there, because we're going to let them think we got air conditioning. <laughs> I tell you what, we go by them sweating this sport off of us, you know. And finally, one of them said, roll, roll the window down. They said, Clarence, why don't you just put your windows down? We know you don't have air conditioning. <laughs> anyway, I enjoy my gift. Amen. But, <laughs> but you know, thank God. <laughs> well, we just have to stay within our means. Amen. Yeah. Yes. But the very first Christmas was about a miracle. We should never forget what Christmas is. Amen. All the yes. gifts, all the stuff that we get, it doesn't amount to anything compared to the gift. Amen. 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 And it was a night of miracles. And uh, this happened over 2,000 years ago. And, and we, we think of this event as being singular, but in reality, this was the beginning. This was just the beginning of peace. Yes. God's peace. That God was on And by the way, that word peace, we're going to get into it this minute. Yeah. That word peace means restoration. Yeah. Wholeness. And that's what it means. The angel. See, nothing's impacted the world as much and deeply as that night. Yeah. You know, I wish we could have beheld that. You know, by the way, tomorrow night, you're supposed to have a star in the heavens. Yes, the 21st, yeah. The 21st. And you're supposed to look, where, where, which direction is it going to be? I don't know. But anyway, you look up. Yeah. <laughs> But it's supposed to be similar to the star that the the king saw on that night and the angel saw, you know, that it's on the on the birth of Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. You know, maybe God's given some signs that yeah. this ain't gonna wind down here pretty soon. I believe it's gonna wind down pretty soon. I believe we're in the winding down stage. Yeah. But you know what? We just keep need to keep on occupying until he comes. That's right. We keep on doing what God tells us to do. But that night, when Jesus was born, this is, look what the angel said in Luke 2, 9-14. They proclaimed his peace to the world that night. And behold, the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to emphasize that word peace. And on the earth peace and goodwill toward men. See, not only was this a proclamation of the birth of Jesus coming, but this was also a declaration to the devil himself. 
to Satan and all of his kingdom and all the demonic forces that their days were numbered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, listen. Yes. The devil knows more than what most people know. Yes, he does. He knows his days are numbered. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Some people act like we've got for eons and eons to make up our mind on things. No, sir. We're in the end of the end. Amen. We're in the end and the beginning of the end. Amen. But it was a declaration to the devil that their forces were numbered and they would be dethroned. Yeah. Not, the devil had become the god of this earth yeah. at the fall. Yeah. But you see, when Jesus came, he lost that position as Amen. God of this earth because God dethroned him. Yes. Praise God. Jesus is the Savior and he's the Lord. But what, what is his peace? The, the, you know, the miracle of Christmas is peace. Yeah. Is peace. Mm -hmm. What is the true definition? The, the word for peace is shalom. You've heard that in, in Israel when we were over there, they would shut, they they come and greet you with shalom, shalom, peace. Yeah. And uh, I, I, and often translated as thought translated as peace and comes from that verb shalom, and that verb shalom means to uh, restore. That's what it literally means yeah. to restore. God is restoring in the sense of providing and replacing or providing what's needed in order to make someone or something whole and complete. Listen, our world was in bad condition Come on. before Jesus came. Now, God showed up and did some mighty things in the Old Testament for God's people. But God's people just didn't appreciate it so much. And then always what you call backslide. Yeah. And they would yeah. just go back on the things of God, would not do what God told them to do. And therefore, the enemy would come in and subdue them many times. And all these things happen over and over and over. You'd think sometimes somebody would get a, a, a you know, get the drift, so to speak. Yeah, you know, and understand what God is doing. I, I mean, but God is not playing a game. No. And he wasn't playing a game back then. But yet God's grace was even shown back then. And God's love was shown to his people because God promised Abraham something. Remember, God says, you look up at the stars, or as you can see, they're going to be... That's the number of your descendants. All breath. The number. The descendants of God. And I want, to, I want to say this just right here. Israel is still the apple of God. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. And I, I will make this statement. We cannot, we cannot predict or dictate the, the coming of the Lord. No. Come on. According to what we see. Amen. And what the church is. Come on. We, we can't dictate it on that because the, 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 the world and the prophecies of God is, is centered around one thing, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's centered around another thing is the Jews, which are the apple of God's eye. And God has made promise to them, and God will not lie, and God will not leave them in the earth. We're going to see supernatural things. Amen. 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 We are, we've already witnessed it in our lifetime. I, I remember, what, was it uh, 1960, was it 67 when the Six Day War was? Yeah. Is that what it was in June of 67? And uh, I remember, I, I just, boy, I just got out of high school. I was in college and for two years, you know, and, and all of this was happening but my goodness, the stories and the reports that came back during that Six-Day War that they had 
and they regain territory that God said was theirs in the first place. Yeah. And I mean, God super. There, there were reports of Israeli soldiers yeah. reporting angelic beings intervening for them. Yes, they yeah. Uh, listen, somebody says, well, how could that be? You know, they don't even have the Holy Ghost like we got. You know, well, hey, they're God that. <laughs> they have no desire. Yeah. And God promised them something. And everything that we're seeing happening in our world is going to center around Israel. Yes, it is. And we might as well get a day for it. Yeah. Israel is still the apple of God's eye, and God is still going to perform His Word. God's going to fulfill the promise and those prophetic words that He's given concerning Israel. But it's also, Amen. God's got some things for us as the church. Yes. And by the way, there are born again Jews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I met some of them when I was in Israel. And I mean, they, they love the Lord. They love the Lord. Now, they still worship on Saturday night. Yeah. But that's okay. Every day is going to work Sunday. It is. You can worship on Monday night. Tuesday night. Wednesday night. It, it, main thing is, let's assemble together and worship the Lord. Yeah. And let Him be Lord of it all. But I mean, they're born again believers. And, and many of them were spirit-filled, Holy Ghost-filled Jewish believers. Praise God. Why not? God gave it to the Jews first. Did you know all those people in the upper room were Jews? Yeah. <laughs> God poured it up on them first. Hallelujah. Because they were obedient to God. But it was not just for the Jews. No. What did Paul say to the Jews first and then does Gentiles? So we have the same privilege and the same blessing yeah. and the same hope Come on. that they have. And our hope is in the Lord. Can you say amen? Amen. Thank God for the peace of Hallelujah. God. Everybody's God got peace. God, God wants us to live a life that's fully restored. That, that's exactly what Jesus came to do, to restore. When the angels proclaimed peace on earth, they were saying restoration on earth. Restoration is coming. God's going to do what he said he would do because God's still good. And so anytime Jesus showed up, his peace was there. In the New Testament. How do you know that you know, if, if we could have been there, of course, I, I wouldn't trade this our place today for that for any day, uh, because we know Jesus personally ourselves. Right? Yeah. The presence of God is just as real here today, even in your life today, as it would be back then. Yeah. But you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade anything that we have. But you see, the, the every person that has submitted to the presence of God and His anointing, He has brought order in our lives. Yes. Order. God brings order. Peace is order. Peace is just God doing what He said would do. Circumstances are only temporary. Everybody look at your circumstances. You're just only temporary circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Did you know sickness is certainly temporary? Oh yeah. yeah. That's a circumstance. Oh, yeah. Amen. Uh, uh, lack. Just say, look at it and say, you're only temporary because Jesus is Lord. He's my shepherd. And we need to understand they're only temporary. And uh, listen, they're always subject to change. Situations yeah. are always subject to change. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we can either sit around and mull in the mulligan rubs, I call it, you know, and, and doubt, fear, and unbelief, and just say, Lord, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do? How are we going to get 
get out of this? What's going to happen? We can even get that way looking at the situation in our nation today. And we can all get down in our spirits and get fear filled words and fear filled thoughts in our yeah, minds. Come on. What we got to do is look to Jesus. He's the Lord. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the regulator of it all. Praise God. And whatever is happening, God is still in charge. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not going to give up on God. Amen. Yeah. Now, the Bible says in Psalm 42 8, the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with him. <laughs> hey, we've got God with us in the daytime and the nighttime. Amen. He said he'll command his loving kindness in the daytime. Every time you get up in the morning, get going, Brother Hash, the loving kindness of God is going to be there. Uh-huh. He's going to command his loving kindness on you. Yeah. And in the night, his song shall be with us. In the darkness, God's song is still with us. In the darkness, God's still there. And Psalm 4610 says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the heathen. I'll be exalted in the earth. That's what the Lord said. Be still and know that I am God. But what Jesus, what the angel of God proclaimed at night is restoration. Yes. Hmm. Restoration. God wants to bring restoration to every area of our life. Yeah. And I posted that I did several years ago on, on the miracle of crystals. I was talking about restoration. God restoring relationships. Yeah. I'm, I've, I've never seen in, in our day and time, like we're witnessing today, young folks turning their back on their parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Thinking that we're all funny buddies. Because we don't bow down to the leftist yeah. motives and their agenda. I, I'm not going to bow down to it. No. I'm not going to bow down to it. And you know, if it means that, that uh, people break relationship with me because I'm going to serve God, that's fine. I still going to serve the living God. Yeah. Amen. Jesus is still the Lord. Yeah. Amen. And, and, and listen, we haven't. Jesus even predicted this. He said, listen, these are prophecies that Jesus himself gave to the children of Israel. I mean, to the yeah. disciples and those around him before he left. He said, uh, children are going to rise up against their parents. Yeah. We're going to see that happen. Amen. Now, we don't have to see it happen with our folks. But what we can do, we can just start believing God for restoration. Yeah. Restoration in our family. Restoration with our children and our in-laws and our outlaws. <laughs> and I mean, just believe God for total restoration yeah. in everything. Because God wants to bring restoration in it. And allow that peace of God that passes all understanding. Yeah. Paul said, God's peace that passes all understanding. Yes. Yeah. Will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Now, a brokenness can occur. How many ever suffered bad consequences? Oh, yeah. We've all had a brokenness to happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, your, your heart can be broken. Uh, you lose a loved one and, and you can be broken. Uh, things can happen in your life. You can be broken. Brokenness is going to happen in our lives, but what we have to understand is that. Even though it looks like our dream and all the things that God's, what we have believed for is shattered and it's not there, we don't need to let 
the, this fracturing experience. The, I mean, the thing that the devil's bringing in here, we don't need to allow what he's bringing in our lives to shape my future. My future is shaped by what this says. Yeah. Hallelujah. So he said, people, got, they got into this all back in the 60s really heavy. And it's been this way a long time around the, around, around the world, even in America. But people don't get their fortune told. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, they don't get their fortune told. And I, I, I knew people, these were adults now, not just kids. These were adults in our family race. They'd go get their fortune told. Boy, when they get their fortune told, they'd be so scared. Because it was not good. Oh, I see something terrible happening. I take my hand away from slapping them in the face. You know, I'm not going to have nothing coming out of the negative against me, praise God. But I can be good for fortune teller. I don't need a fortune teller. You know what? We got every promise in the book. Amen. That's right. Every chapter, every verse, every line. It belongs to us. We can we can depend on what God says. The devil works on fear and imaginations. And that's why the Bible says, cast down our imaginations. Cast down all of our imaginations. So you can I tell you something bad can happen and, and, and the devil just went, boy, it's probably yeah. worse. You can get a hurt in your body, and the devil just imagine you just start imagining. Oh, oh yeah. Lord, oh, I know it's, it's something terrible on the inside of me. And I, I, it's imaginations. Amen. Now that doesn't mean that people don't get real things. I understand what I'm saying. Come on. There are real sicknesses and real diseases and things yeah. like that. But I don't let the devil run rampant in your mind and bring you imagine the worst rather than the best. Right. Yeah. We, we need to start getting the word of God in our minds and start saying, Praise God, it's going to be better tomorrow. Hallelujah. Yeah. I, it's going to be better tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to have more tomorrow. I'm going to be feeling better, better all over, better than oh, myself yeah. tomorrow. Praise God. Because we, we're not going to let it get a hold of us. Because faith, now faith. Everybody say now faith. Now, now faith. faith. We don't need faith tomorrow. We need now faith. Yeah. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen, Hebrews 11 and 1. God's intent is to live a life that's been fully restored. Yeah. That's, that's God's intent for us, is to live a life that's fully restored. When Jesus died, he died and rose again and ascended to heaven yeah. to bring restoration. Restoration. Where the devil was bringing havoc, God was going to bring restoration. On the day of Pentecost, he brought restoration. And it's been restoration all the way through. People were restored physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. They were were restored as they began to preach the good news and the gospel. Because faith is a substance of things hoped for. And there should be nothing missing in our life that God's promised. Come on. Did you know God's don't respect your persons? Come on. My grandma. Grandma Dalrymple. And Grandma Brown was a good one too, you know. But I remember Grandma Dalrymple. All the Dalrymples would get together for Christmas. And my grandma, I tell you what, she just wanted to make sure all her grandkids got something from her. Now, she didn't have a lot of money. And she would go down to the store. I, I had a chance to go down to the store with her. 
And because she didn't, she would walk down to the store, and so she didn't want to walk by herself, so I'd get to walk with her. And I'd go down there with her. Because we'd always get together just before Christmas, all the downfalls, all uh, in, in the Lake O area. I mean, you know, all over they come in, and they did, I mean, there'd be a slew of us. I think not have that grocery bill, you know. But, but I mean, they were, they were, it was a bunch of, and you know, my grandma, though, she, she made sure every, every grandchild mm-hmm. had a gift from her. And, you know, some people, they think they got to go get the most expensive thing to make somebody happy. No. You know what my grandma did? She had so much money, somebody giving her a little money, and she had so much money, and I don't know how many grand, let's see, I, I quit counting the grand kids. I mean, the, I, I don't make sure I was included in the front side of it, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, we, we had, there was a bunch of grandkids. And she made sure each grandchild got an equal gift. And you know what? She didn't have a lot of money. One time she went down there and just bought some pencils. And she wrapped those little pencils up. And and, and I remember one year she, she bought she she found some little combs, you know. And she wrapped those up. They weren't expensive and she just uh, and you know what? Those kids would open up, they'd get their other gifts, and they would be expensive gifts from some of those you know, parents and stuff. I mean, it's, it's stuff that they should have probably bought them in the first place, you know, but uh, y'all, y'all, y'all not part of that group, are you? <laughs> I mean, sometimes we buy things that they don't need. Come on. Amen? Amen. I, I mean, I wanted a car, but I wasn't ready for a car. You know, until I got 16, and then I didn't, didn't get the one I wanted, but you know, I sure appreciated it, though, after a while. Man, I could feel rubber with that thing. It was six years, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but my grandma, she made sure everybody got something. A gift. A gift. You know, the, you know God wants us just to, he don't want nothing missing in our life. And you know, one thing, one thing that I have to say about the Dalrymple plan, none of them miss love. Come on. Because love was manifested and love was shown for each one of them. And I tell you what, if they went wayward and haywire, it wasn't because there wasn't no love. Amen. The love was there. And those that did go wayward and haywire, that love brought them back home. Praise God. And they got to serve the Lord again. But listen, there should be nothing missing in their life. Look what the Bible said. Paul said in Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Those those three gifts we need. I'll tell you what, we've got the gift of righteousness in our lives. Yes. Amen. We don't deserve it, but he's made us righteous. Righteousness is being able to stand in the presence of God as though you've never seen it. Oh yes. Paul even put it this way that he became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. Jesus became what we were so we could become what we were not. Amen. And so therefore, the righteousness of God, the kingdom of God is not just eating and drinking, but it's righteousness and peace. Yeah. Peace. I mean the peace of God that passes all understanding. Keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Things can be falling around about you, but listen, God's peace will keep your heart. Because we're in the kingdom of God. Amen. And we have righteousness and peace. 
and joy. Some of us could get a good dose of joy. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember one time I didn't get what I wanted on Christmas. And I was pounding myself. I tried to pound and I go get my car, you know, and it didn't work. But I, I was a pound of those fellas. And I and and my my dad would say, Son, what's wrong? He said, Are you happy? I said, Yeah, I'm happy, Dad. I'm happy. He said, Well, take your face about it. He said, Me. Somebody said, I'm happy. And, yeah, I'm happy. I've got joy. Yeah. What we need to do is tell our face about it. Let our spirit be filled with the joy of the Lord. Yeah. Because this joy is important to us. And we, and that's what the kingdom of God is, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, God's not the author of confusion, but of peace. Yeah. There's a word peace again. And as in all the churches of the saints, he, he's the author of peace. Peace. Yeah. And the peace of God, Philippians 4, 7 says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Yeah. The peace of God, which passes all understanding. People don't understand how we can be so happy. People don't understand how God's people can have peace in the midst of a storm. Listen, we've got a stormy situation politically in our nation today. It's stormy. And to some, it can really be scary. But to us, that know the Lord, we got His peace that passes all understanding that keeps our heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Praise God. Yes, it's bad. It's yeah. bad. But you know what? I'm not going to let the bad get me and bring me down in my spirit because I'm in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is not me to bring, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. God's not the author of confusion, but of peace. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants peace. And look, he said, the peace of God passes all that, it'll guard your heart. And look at Colossians 3.25. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule yeah. in your hearts. Let God's peace, I, I like to put it this way, let God's peace umpire your heart. Someone asked one time, how will I know when I'm in the will of God? <laughs> I said, because your heart is heavy. Because the peace of God umpires our hearts. The peace of God rules our hearts. And when, when, if you have to make a major decision, you need to let God's peace umpire your heart in that decision. You can't go by what it looks like on the natural or on the outside or anything else. You have to just let God's peace umpire your heart and rule your heart. God's peace. And that's what God needs to do. If you got the wayward grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and, and, and neighbors, and, and husbands, or wives, or whatever, you know, let God's peace rule. Yeah. Yes. Let God's peace umpire your heart. <laughs> because that's what, it, that's what he wants to do. And we were called to one body to be thankful. Now look at that, uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23. Paul's writing again. And may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body 
preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let the very God of peace. Everybody shout, God of peace. God of peace. He's God of peace. Let him sanctify you. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Yeah. Your spirit. Yeah. You know, the spirit's the real you on the inside. Yes. The soul is round as this mind and the intellect and the emotions and all of that. And then, of course, your body is the thing that houses it all. Our body shouldn't control anything. We should control the body. Amen? But he said, let the peace of God and, and, and uh, may the God of peace, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, this is what Jesus came to proclaim that night. That's what the angels said, peace. They shouted peace. In the midst of that dark night, peace. It, it was probably a lovely night. You probably could see all the stars out there, but this one was shining brighter out there. But you know the thing is, the peace of God ministered to the peace of God yeah. in the hearts of the people. Restoration. God wants to restore. Yeah. He wants to restore health. Look at Jeremiah thirty seventeen. I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. I'll restore health and heal you of your wounds. Because they called you an outcast saying, this is Zion, and, the, and no man seeketh after. But you know what? God said, I'm going to, I'm going to restore health yeah. to you. I'm going to, re- everybody, listen, we need to get a hold of this this morning. God will restore health. Mentally, emotionally, and physically. Amen. Yeah. Did you know you're a triune being? Spirit, soul, and body. We've let our body dictate so long that we forget. But we need to start getting it in order. Let the spirit, soul, and body. Let the spirit, your spirit on the inside. God's peace is there. God's restored something on the inside of us. God wants to restore everything that's missing and broken in our lives. That's what peace is. He wants to restore all of this to us. And I'll restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, said the Lord. God's presence ushers in the restoration. The presence of God. I tell you what, when God's presence is around, there's nothing that can stand in the way Amen. of progress. <laughs> nothing can stand in the way of victory. Because God's presence is everything. Praise is the key to entering the presence of God, by the way. God inhabits the praises of His people. God, had, God dwells in the praises of his people. We need to praise the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not just when you're in church, you need to praise God in your car, at home. Praise God continually because God inhabits the praises of his people. You know, it's good. Pat, Pat put on praise music in the house, you know. We'll have praise music going down the road. And, but it's good to have praise, just praising the Lord and glorifying God. Praising the Lord. Don't sit in the mother grows. Uh, uh, Don't sit down there feeling sorry for yourself. Start praising God. Amen. And because the presence of God, He he ushers in that peace that brings restoration. Praise is that key. Praise is that key to entering into the presence of God and letting His presence. God's looking for those who will rise up and let the presence of God be ushered in. Praise God. Mm -hmm. I want God's presence. I I want people to feel peace. 
evangelist that stayed with us in our home years ago. Dr. Bill Stevens. Great man of God. I mean, great preacher. I mean, a prophet of God. And they didn't want to stay with us. We, we were going to put him up in a hotel. You know, and they said, oh, no, I'd rather just stay with you, Brother Clarence. I'd just stay with you. So we, we had a big house, you know. We had four bedrooms. We only had one daughter. And, and me and Pat, uh, me and my wife at that time. But, uh, but we, were, we were there. And, but we still had room. But, you know, I went down. We, we, we sat down in fellowship at the church one night down in the living room. And we, I was getting tired. I said, well, I don't work. He said, go up to bed, Brother Pat. Just go up to bed. I said, okay. So we went up to bed. And I go come down. I saw the lights still on. And I come down. And I just kind of come down softly. And, and I said, Dr. Bill was still in that big old chair, just leaning back and just, just praising the Lord. You could see him just kind of praising God, not loudly, but just praising the Lord. And uh, I said, Dr. Bill, are you going to go to bed? He said, oh, no, go on, Brother Max. He said, I am just enjoying basking in the presence of God in this house. Oh, thank you. Now, that was a compliment to us. Yeah. That was a compliment to know that people could sense the peace of God when they walked in the house. Yeah. I tell you, have you ever walked in the house sometime before? They've been in there fussing and joining one another, you know, and uh-huh. you, you, you just slice them with a knife. Yeah. Come on. I'll tell you what, I want God's peace in our home. Amen. Amen. I believe we've got a piece of God in our home. Yeah. Amen. And and this is what God's doing. God God ushered it. He said, lift up Psalm 134. Lift up your hand in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Where's the sanctuary? Wherever you might be at that time. Yeah. If you're in your car, that's your sanctuary at that time. If you're in the house, that's your sanctuary at that time. We come into this place. This is a sanctuary. And we should come here yeah. with praise in our hearts. Let that restoration of peace be here because God said he proclaimed that on that Christmas night. The peace. Yes. I proclaim peace. Peace. Yeah. Peace to this world. Praise God. But God inhabits the praise of this world. God lives in our praise. Yes. God lives inside of our praise. And listen. When we when we re- realize that that uh, you know the presence of God is real, yeah. it's in that it's in that manifestation of the peace of God, that peace of God. But look at Matthew twelve thirteen. There was a man that was sitting by the roadside, you know, and he, and he stretched out his hand, and he, the, Jesus looked at him and said, "Stretch out your hand." It was withered up. Yeah. Stretch out your hand, and he stretched it out, and it was restored. Whole as the other. Mm-hmm. Presence of God. God's peace. I tell you, Christmas time should be a time of peace. Amen. Yes, amen. My uncle, Herbert Lennon was his name. He had sent revivals. Way back. He was part of the Voice of Healing things, you know. He, he was one of the, he had his own healing line at the Voice of Healing conventions they had. Uh, the, that's how prominent he was or, or Anointed he was. I mean, God used him in a great way. But I, I remember he had a tent meeting. My, my uncle was just a, you know, he, he, he wasn't a, a screamer, as far as a screaming preacher, you know. But he was forceful, and he preached in a forceful way. But he also preached in a, I mean, the love of God just oozed out of him. Yeah. And I remember we went down, and my dad would help him in some of the meetings sometimes, and had a tent meeting going down toward Longview, Texas, somewhere over that way. And uh, we, we, we went in there and, and the tent went up. We went and had service at night. 
My, my, my uncle always had a, uh, what he normally did was just call people forward and come up front and just worship the Lord. There's something about just coming up and worshiping God. Now listen, we, we need to come to a point where we can just feel free to worship God. Yeah. Boldly in front of people. Oh, thank you. Amen. But there was, I don't know, 50 or 60 people up there in the front that came up for something specific that they needed from the Lord. And my uncle Zeke only on this little lady. Now I'll never forget this at night. He, he, he just kind of zeroed in on her, you know. I could tell. But my uncle, he had such a, just a loving voice, a peaceful. There was something peaceful about him, you know. And, and uh, uh, he, he just, he, he just said, sister, he said, just start praising the Lord. Just start, lift your hands up, just start praising the Lord. And she let raise one hand. And what it was, she had one hand that was withered, like this. And so she raised the one up that was good. And he, he just kept encouraging her. He, he didn't even come off the platform, he just kept encouraging her. And his sister, he said, just, just lift your hands and praise the Lord. Just praise the Lord. Praise God's a restorer. God's a healer. He just encouraged her. He, he wouldn't shout at her. He wouldn't try to go over and slap her down or nothing. You know, he, he just encouraged her. Said, just praise the Lord. Just praise the Lord. About that time, that little lady, she began to weep. The presence of God just overwhelmed her. And this one hand was up. Then all of a sudden, this little withered hand went up. And as she raised it up, it just stretched out just like that. Totally restored and totally whole. That little lady that was so quiet. I tell you what, when she really looked up and realized well, she wasn't quiet, she did a little jig and dance and ran and did everything else. And yeah. they just shouted and rejoiced and praised God. But listen, God's peace brings restoration. Yeah. It brings restoration. Hallelujah. And we just need to let God do that. Miracles happen. Miracles happen. Yes, they do. Amen. Just in the presence of the Lord, God's peace. Yeah. I've told this story here, but I'm going to tell it again. I was in a little church in Central Texas. One time during the revival days, you know, back in the 50s and stuff, and there was a real revival going on in America. And some of these churches, they had a real move of God. And this is one of those churches that had a real move of God. And it was still a big church. It seated 300, 350 people. And uh, it, it was a big church. One time it was packed. This time it wasn't. I think we had about uh, six ladies. <laughs> it was on the midweek service. And uh, but we were there, and, and, and they all sat where they normally sat. One way back over here, one way back over here, one way back here. And just, you know, people just have habits, you know. Yeah. Habits are hard things break. I'm not going to give my joke about habits. <laughs> You take the H off and you still got the bits. <laughs> you take the H A off and you still got bits. You take the H A B off and you still have bits. <laughs> have a hard thing break, right? Yeah. <laughs> I did have one pass. I've already told that before. <laughs> I haven't had it. <laughs> but just so, uh, these little ladies were there, and I preach. They all sat in their place where they belong, you know, where they had normally, I mean, they were just scattered. Yeah. Instead of coming up close. Finally, I, I said, come on up here to the front, and we're going to worship the Lord. And they come out and started worshiping the Lord. 
And and we were just worshiping God and, and just praising the Lord and and uh, and finally I, I just started encouraging. I said, no, just listen. They still were, I don't know if they were just bashful or, or what it was, uh, but I, I just said, no, no, lift your hands up. Don't praise him, God. Just go. I, and then all of a sudden there was a message in tongues, and I gave the interpretation, and this is what the Lord said. He said, as you praise me and worship me tonight, my presence is going to be manifested, and I'm going to perform a miracle right in your midst. Well, thank you. Thank you. Those ladies were just praising the Lord, was all praising the Lord. And back then I didn't play the piano much, you know, and after we didn't handle music, we just praising God. And all of a sudden, this lady, she just screams bloody murder. I mean, it scared me out of my shoes. <laughs> Not really, but I mean, it kind of shocked me. <laughs> but she, she just screamed. And she said, oh, Brother Pierce, we, said, we're, we apologize. We, we don't, don't mean to upset nobody. I, I, she said, but you know, she said, I was crying and I got my handkerchief and I put it up over my eyes to dab my eye. And I didn't know this until she told us. She said, but I was totally blind in my right eye. I was totally blind in this right eye. And she said, I put my, I was dabbing my, my eye on my left eye that was good. And then all of a sudden I realized I could see out of that right eye that was totally blind. And she said, that's why the commotion about, she just took off shouting. <laughs> well, God's a restorer. Yes. I said, God's a restorer. And we need to let God be, let miracles need to become norm in our life. Miracles, healings, need to become a norm in our lives. <laughs> Let it, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives, I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Yes, yes. And look what it said about Job in Job 42.10. Mm-hmm. And the Lord restored Job yes. also when he prayed for his yes. enemies. Mm-hmm. Yes. He turned the captivity yeah. of Job. In other words, he restored what Job had lost. And the Lord gave twice as much as he had before. Amen. That's what God does when God, listen, don't just, don't just believe God to take the pain away. Believe God to restore what's causing the pain. Amen. Hallelujah. Let God do what he said he would do. God's restore. Can you say amen? He wants to remove guilt. He wants to remove grief. Yeah. He wants to move, remove grudges. Yeah. God's presence will do that. Amen. I was in a little prayer. There's a prayer group of about, I don't know, 20, 25 people in this home. And I was in there ministering to these people, and there was one lady sitting there, and the Lord just kind of zeroed in on her. I, I just kind of started, you know, God just began to lead to her. And she was sitting there just all down. And I, I, I looked at her and I said, ma'am, and, and God began to reveal some things to me. And I said, you lost your husband six years ago. Yeah. And I said, you never grieved. You never cried. You never grieved. You held it in all these years for six years. And I said, and, and, and the, the, the result of that is you are all bogged down on the inside. Yeah. And you don't have the joy and the and God's presence is here right now. And I, I said, you didn't grieve six years ago. 
But I said, God's getting ready to do something supernaturally in your life. And the Spirit of God hit her. And she fell backwards in the chair. <laughs> and she began to groan and moan and grieve. And she had never done this in all those years, six years prior to that. She had never done She had done never grieved over that. She said, listen, there's nothing wrong with grieving. No. David grieved. Yeah. And the Lord said, get up and wash your face down. And come on. Grieving is is really, in a sense, it's healthy to you to be yes. able to grieve and let God do the healing and let God bring healing in that situation. But this lady went through the grieving process that night and all of a sudden she just kind of fell back in the chair. You know? And everybody gathered around her because she just kind of, you know, like this. And everybody was concerned. They was gathered around her. Then all of a sudden, she just begins to cackle with joy and laughter and praise and glorifying God, praising Him in the Spirit, praising Him in the Holy Ghost. And just, I mean, the joy of the Lord, just her whole countenance was changed. And she got up there. She was a totally different person. And she'd come and she said, thank you, Pastor. She said, because I was in bondage, <laughs> but I'm free now, yeah. over to God, and I let God's presence, it's the yeah. presence of God, and God wants to bring restoration, yeah. Restor listen, we got to get up, wash our faces, glory to God, My let's go yes. forward in the name of the Lord, you can't do nothing about what's past, but you can do a whole lot about what's in front of you, yes. can't do nothing about your losses, but you can do something with what you got right now, yeah. God said, you've got him, and he's helped our flesh. Amen? Say, God's helped my flesh. God's yeah. helped my flesh. He'll restore what the focus yeah, is. He'll restore yeah. all of these old uh, things. That, that, he'll restore everything the devil's trying to steal from us. Yes. God will restore. I want you to know something today. God's on our side. Yes. Yeah. Can you say amen? Amen. amen? This is what Christmas is about. Yeah. It's God's peace. Amen. Peace is restoration. Yes. Yeah. Could you just lift your hands and just thank God for the peace of God right now? Hallelujah. Thank God for the peace of God. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you for your peace. Yes, Lord. We just give you glory for your peace, Lord, yes, Lord. because we have to pray. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Tell me the story of Jesus. Well, let's get it right. Amen. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell me the story of the most precious, sweetest that ever Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell me the story of precious.
Yes. 